That Don't Sound Right is a podcast about talking. Talking the way we did before the internet, when you could not prove anyone right or wrong. All the expertise was contained in the people involved with the conversation. I'm Peter. I'm Cecil. And I hope you enjoy our conversations. And as you listen, if you find yourself silently saying, that don't sound right, send us a comment. You're one of us. It's a brisk 20, 22 degrees here. There's oh, a little wow. snow on the ground. Nice. It is pretty cold. I mean... Welcome back to another episode of That Don't Sound Right, a podcast about talking. We're your co-host. I'm Peter Billman. I'm Cecil Davis. And we're just trying to have a conversation without using Google or fact-checking online. Those things can so easily kill the conversation. So uh, you are not in the studio. We are using some advanced technology, wouldn't you say, Cecil? We're yeah, I'm not I am I am in not in the Camel City studio. You're not even I'm not even Camel in the Camel City. City. Yeah. That's right. I'm in Gothenburg, Sweden on a business trip and the show must go on. <laughs> Gothenburg? Gothen. So yeah, got, yeah, Gothenburg. It's if you're curious, it's on the west coast of Sweden. Welcome it's a uh, it's it's a brisk 20, 22 degrees here. There's oh, a little right. snow on the ground. Nice. It is pretty cold. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's chill. It's bone chilling cold. So this will give away when we're actually recording, but, uh, is that, is the big storm in Germany affecting you? Uh, it does not affect me, but it did affect one of my coworkers who is supposed to, is actually coming from Germany. Mm-hmm. He went to Germany for a couple of days earlier and he got delayed so much. He's not getting in until about 11 o'clock tonight. He was supposed to get in, get in two o'clock today. Wow. So he's in a, he's in a bind. Now, hopefully he'll make it, but we'll see. I've seen some of the pictures from Germany. It's pretty impressive. Oh, is it really? Okay. I have, yeah. I have not seen it. I've been, I've been traveling for 18 hours. That's right. Do you have a good flight? <laughs> Everything went smoothly, man. Everything went smoothly. So I got a topic for you tonight. Uh, actually, it is your tonight. Um, what time is it there right now? Yeah, right now it's uh, it's nine thirty in the evening, nine thirty-eight. Oh, man, you're dedicated. So it's it's three thirty-eight your time. It's three thirty-eight my time. The uh, so here's our topic. So I, um, as you know, and we've talked about this on the show before. We have a bulky item pickup in our area, and you've. Found things that during bulky item pickup. I found things during bulky item pickup. But one year, I found a um, intact cherry mantle, wooden mantle, so that the columns on the side and the mantelpiece on the top. Oh, okay. So it was straight up uh, unfinished wood. Uh, no, it's uh, finished. Finished. Wood. Oh, okay. Was, uh, I guess it's not. It wouldn't be a. It's a mantle, but it'd be the fireplace. Just the whole surround. Okay. Oh, so it's the whole, okay. All right. Yeah, so it's not the, just yeah. the shelf above the fireplace, but it's right. the whole thing that goes, yeah, so okay. Two supporting columns and the shelf at the top, all one piece. Was it in good condition? Oh, it was in great condition. It's in great condition. And so I was just too good to pass up. So I went, so I went and picked it up and I uh, got it home, cleaned it up a little bit. And on the inside of it is a piece of paper, um, that has the manufacturer and, um, some information of the company that made it and the company was in New York state, I think. 
and um, had some other information. So uh, what I did was I called the company and based on the numbers and stuff on the piece of paper, they were able to tell me it was it was created during the 1970s. All right, so this uh, this thing had legit had legitimate papers that go along with it. Yeah, yeah, and I've still got the papers and everything, and so it's like having a car with matching numbers. Right, right, exactly. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, so I had you know, so they told me a little bit of the history of that and told me a little history of the company. So I decided to list it on eBay. And so I put it on eBay and I, I put it on there for, and I, I didn't really know what it was worth. So I put it on there for $500. All right. And so it sat on there for a while, but then I began to think this thing might be worth more than $500. Why'd you, why, wait, wait, wait. Now, I think we're starting to get into the, uh, the thing that, that don't sound right. Well, why do you think it costs worth more? Well, I just, you know, it was a kind of a piece of Americana. Um, you know, it had this history to it. And yeah, you know, I thought, you know, maybe, maybe it's worth more to someone than just $500. So I increased. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you know how much it sold for back in the seventies? I don't, I don't. And that would be a good what was that? What house was it? Was it coming out like a, a historic house here in the, in the neighborhood? No, no, just <laughs> found it on the side of the road. And, uh, uh yes, my, I, my, I, that don't sound right. Uh, I remain, <laughs> uh, I remain behind it. So I don't, I know nothing about, and it may not even have come out of the house in the neighborhood. It may have come out of somewhere else, but this company made and, and continues to make fireplace surrounds and mantles and sells them. And they have some high end stuff and they have, you know, it's, and so I think these were maybe not mass produced, but were made um, in the seventies and were in a lot of homes. Okay. But I thought, you know, well, maybe I, you know, maybe it's worth more. And this was not me doing any market research on this. This was just me sitting around thinking. And so I decided to increase the price on eBay. <laughs> so this is the eBay market. So eBay, you get, you get, all right. This is eBay. All right. Yeah. So I think I increased it the first time, like from 500 to a thousand. So your listing fee goes up then, doesn't it? Well, I don't, there's not a listing fee on here. Now, I think I think what they take, the percentage they get, gets higher as the price goes higher, obviously, since it's a percentage. Maybe if it's when you list, I think it's when you list a, uh, if you have a reserve, yeah, that's when they take a listing fee. But if you yeah. don't put it, well, you put, you that was your reserve. Yeah, I thought you got a re- listing mm-hmm. fee. How long ago was this? This has been a year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, Wait a I, minute. I, I don't is, it, is, this, is this still going on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it gets, What's going on? it gets even better. So, so I increase the price and, uh, someone immediately writes me and says, I've been looking at this mantle. Why did you increase the price? And so <laughs> this is on eBay. Someone's sending you a private message through eBay. Sending a private message through eBay. And so I wrote them back and said, Hey, thank you for your interest in the mantle. Um, I think it may be worth more than I originally thought. And so I've increased the price. And she wrote me back and basically said, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you're, and was basically very sarcastic and said, good luck getting that. And, you know, you know, was not, was upset that I had increased the price. So that got me thinking about, I wonder what it's really worth. Um, and so then every, every month or so, I would just go back on and increase the price more. <laughs> by, by how much? 
500? Yeah, like 500, sometimes a thousand, just depending on how I was feeling. And so now I've got it up, I think, to $10,000. Um, 10 grand, oh, 10,000 10, 10, 10, dollars for this, for this p- scrap piece of wood you really don't know anything about. Don't know anything so this is, this sounds like, uh, this sounds like some kind of experiment or something. Right. What are you doing so here? At this point, it's a social experiment for me, <laughs> just on the value of things. Cause, if somebody pays $10,000 for it, then it's worth $10,000. Well, yeah. I mean, someone thought it was worth that. Yeah. If I sold it for $5, then it was worth $5. And this goes back to the whole question of our collectibles, too. I mean, you know, if you have if you have an old fishing rod, it's not worth anything unless somebody's willing to pay for it, regardless of how you could have a you could have someone famous's old fishing rod. And if nobody wanted to pay you for it, it's not worth anything. Right. Or if you have paid $500 for something, it doesn't mean it's worth $500 because if you turn around and try to sell it for $500, you might not get that price now. Right. And that's the thing like with old cars. You know, I had that old uh, 36 Ford thinking it was worth a lot more than it was, but people don't want to pay a lot of money for those old cars. Well, they also don't want to pay a lot of money for those old, incomplete cars. Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and, and it's only, you know, it's, it's only what it's only worth what people pay. Like right now, if you watch when I watch these car auctions, people are paying high dollar for stuff that probably you and I wouldn't purchase, but it's just what's nostalgic to them. So all of a sudden, people are paying high dollars for a Datsun or Toyota. Um, because it's what's nostalgic to them and they're passing up. You're seeing these really classic muscle cars roll across the block for, you know, 30,000 or 40,000. And you think that they should be going for a hundred thousand, but they're not, you know, it's just people don't have an interest in them uh, like they do some of these other cars now. So you're trying to drum up some interest on a mantle. So I guess, you know, one thing you got, one thing, one thing you can do is you can hold the price steady Mm -hmm. And then you could start taking it down. I've thought about now that now that, that's now that creates a different kind of buzz. Right now, it's the first buzz was, "Hey, this is actually worth more. You might want to jump on it because I'm going to raise the price." You're creating a new buzz that it was worth ten grand. He's starting to drop the price. <laughs> now worth nine thousand dollars. Yeah, I've actually thought about doing that too. Is just seeing, yeah, going back down and seeing what happens. Because what I've found, just like the lady that called me you know, it was not nice to me about raising the price. I found that some people just like to comment on items. They're not interested in bidding on the item. You know, I found that to be true on the Facebook marketplace. Yes. I never really experienced that on eBay. So on eBay, um, and yeah, all the time you experience it on, on Facebook marketplace. But uh, on eBay, it's usually like if you, uh, like I was, if you list something with, for a very specific thing, like a, um, like if you were listing a truck part, you have to make sure mm-hmm. you've got that truck part exactly right. Because especially it, if it's a much older truck, right? Right. Cause otherwise, you know, if you say, Oh, well, that's, uh, that's from a, you know, a 65 Ford, you know, there's always going to be somebody out there who says, Oh, no, that's not from a 65. That's from the 64. You're not noting the third hole. Uh, uh-huh. the 64s, and so there's always some expert out there that wants to correct you, especially yeah, in the car ins- parts. Instead of saying, that don't sound right, they'll just say, 
No, you, this has the third hole. This is actually <laughs> from a 62 and a half and it was made right. in Toronto and not in Detroit. Yep. And they'd, uh, and then you just write back and you're like, are you making an offer? And they're like, no, I just wanted to tell you what you had, uh, that you were wrong. You need to correct the listing. Um, I, I, I had somebody told me to throw my item away. Really? I was, I was listening, I was listening in old gas log. Uh huh. And, uh, and it wasn't, yeah, you know, I was probably listening it for $50. Right. And they turned, you know, someone commented and said, that thing is junk, just throw it away. Wow. <laughs> People are very brazen like that about correcting things. I forget what I listed. It was, it was a car part and someone, um, it was, oh, it was, I think it was like the, it was the headers off of a car, or the, no, it's the valve covers off of a, off of Ford. And someone said, Oh, those are the, the six hole covers or something. And I was like, Yeah, I had to write them back. I said, No, I, th- you know, I think you're wrong. But yeah, they wanted to correct my listing. They told me I needed to correct it. But they just told you to throw it away. Yeah. They just said, Oh, you should throw that away. Did you respond? No, I don't think I did. I might have just turned off comments because, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I don't need anybody's comment on my listing. No. If you got a question, you know, you can always IM me yeah. or you can email me, but I'm not interested in anyone's comments about my listing. I think I did see one other comment and I don't know if it was effective. Someone, someone tagged another person and said, Hey, so and so check this out. And they, they tagged it in the comments again. I don't even know if that even worked. I don't know if so and so actually got the comment yeah. to go look at this listing. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, when I list something on there, and I'm not looking for feedback, I'm looking to to sell it. And the other thing is, like, you if you have a listing, especially on eBay, and then you just have somebody that just wants to ask you a bunch of questions about it, and they never make right. an offer, and so you end up answering five or six questions. And then, yeah, I've had to go, are you planning on making an offer or are you just doing research? You just have to me. <laughs> well, my daughters and I uh, had a big debate about this, especially on Facebook Marketplace, is, you know, I usually, when I put a listing in there, I say, you know, if it's listed, it's available. Don't bother asking. <laughs> if you're interested, ask me about the item. Yep. And, um, and so I just... And so if people say, is this interest, you know, is the, uh, is the item available? I just delete their comment and move on. Oh, but really? my, um, oh yeah, I, I, cause I said, don't waste my time asking me if it's available. That's why I have it listed. Right. And this is me just being, I think, an old curmudgeon, <laughs> but the, uh, my, but my girl said, look, this people don't know how to initiate. And Facebook automatically gives you a way to initiate, and the automatic way to initiate is asking the question, yeah. is it available? But see, that just requires me to answer yes, and then I have to ask a follow-up question is, are you interested? Yep. Yeah. Now, I haven't ever, I've never gotten someone res- to respond to say, well, of course I'm interested. That's why I'm asking you if it's available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I, we haven't, I, I haven't. Fortunately, I haven't run into that problem. But often I would say, I'll respond with, are you interested? And then it just goes silent and they're just wasting my time. Yeah. Or the, or, or it's a scammer and they immediately ask for your phone number. Yep. That's a clear sign that they're a scammer. They're trying to get some 
information out of you so they can st- try to start phishing, phishing your addresses. The uh, worst one I had was a guy, and this was in the early days of all this. I was selling something, and um, I think it was some car ramps I had. And he kept saying, I'm not, I'm not meeting if you don't respond. And I responded every single time. It ended up, he didn't show, I showed up to the meeting spot and he never showed up. No, so that's I, great. Yeah. I don't know what that was about, but I, um, yeah, the ins and outs of trying to sell things like that online. I like, I like the marketplace in town because usually it's, you're selling to somebody that's in, in the, in the neighborhood sort of. Yeah, but even, you know, I've gotten so many flaky people that they'll say they're interested and they'll just go silent and you won't hear from them or, or they're selling something and you just can't get any information out of them. Right. And eventually they, the, the last response you get is, Oh, I sold it. <laughs> the place I've had the most success, um, is eBay Motors. Really? Yeah. People on there seem to be very serious. Usually it's very specific parts for the most part. I found a very rare, or I won't say rare, but I very found a very specific part for the Ranchero on there. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know that I could have found it anywhere else. And the, you know, everybody on there was very professional. So that, that's been my best experience is eBay, eBay Motors. Well, maybe that's a lesson for our listeners is if you're trying to sell auto parts, skip the uh, whole marketplace and go straight to eBay Motors, which is not a sponsor of us, but uh, we're open. Uh, we could be. The one- hey, speaking of sponsors, have you got any hits on your Amazon uh, planter, <laughs> planter, planter feet shoes? You know, I haven't looked, I haven't gotten an email saying that I have. I would think if um, I need to try to get back to the portal and see if uh, see if anybody's purchased anything. The um the worst place I've experienced though is Craigslist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Craigslist. And that was the, that was the go to place. Yeah, I've, I mean I had some good experiences initially, but now, um, everything seems to have moved more to marketplace or to eBay. The it's harder. It's I think it's just harder to I don't know. It seems harder to use that now than it, it used to be. Yeah, or at least. The, uh, people aren't looking. I don't think people are, I don't think it gets as much traffic as it used to. Yeah. I did like the whole thing where I guess you've seen where people use the marketplace to try to, um, upgrade an item. So they start with something small and they keep trying to upgrade it. No, tell me about this. That's, and they've actually got TV shows about it now where you, you start with a paper clip or something and you try to sell it. Oh, you upsell everything. Yeah, there's an office episode about this. Move back to one of our former episodes. I got a, um, I wanted to ask you, what's the ice situation like? Oh, um, let's see. Let me think. So the water I, I, I drank today, there was no ice. I didn't ask for it. I didn't ask for the ice, but the water was nice and cold. (laughs) But I will keep my, I'll, well, everything's cold here right now. You're asking about the ice. Well, yeah, everything's ice right now. The the lakes are ice. The canals are ice. You know, pretty much everything is ice. But I haven't, uh, I haven't noticed in the restaurants yet. I haven't been into, I just was in one restaurant tonight for dinner. But uh, I will, I will check that out. I will be on the lookout, if you will. Ice follow up for the the ice situation. I saw a comedian today talk about the guy's friend had a Yeti, um, 
out on his porch, 25 feet from his refrigerator. <laughs> 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 he's like, why do you need that? Your refrigerators, we can walk in the house and get stuff out of the refrigerator. Why do you need a Yeti on your deck? Further, uh, I had some conversations over the weekend about, um, about ice and about how, how much people love it. Oh, is that right? Yep. Yeah, it is a, that's been a much more sensitive subject than I thought. Yeah, ice, ice touched the nerve with some folks. Well, it don't sound right, but you've come to the end of our first international broadcast. Well, that's, that was very, we'll see how it works. We'd like to get some feedback on the sound quality. But before we close, we want to thank everyone for listening. If this is your first time and enjoyed the conversation, would you consider hitting the subscribe button on the platform you listen with? Also, if you're a longtime listener, please give us a rating and leave us a review so others can easily join us in the conversation. That Don't Sound Right is a production of TDSR Podcast in conjunction with Camel City Studios. I'm your co-host and sound engineer, Cecil. Peter is your other host and your web designer. Camille is our part-time barista. Emily does our graphic design. Ella does our Instagram. Giorgio tests our merchandise. Brent is back from being international brand ambassador. He's domestic brand ambassador. Now you're international. Uh, and as I'm taking it, taking it to the world. <laughs> And as always, listener number one is Scott. All right. Uh, Safe travels back. And until next week, keep talking. And stay curious. Mm -hmm.